0: As we open the third hour on the Randy Tobler Show, uh, really in, in the wake of what is, uh, to most Americans, a very menacing week where an unprecedented raid on a former president's house took place uh, after, uh, on the, at the same time, IRS agents, 87,000 new IRS agents. And who better to join us to help unpack that, legal analyst, author, historian, John O'Connor, author of the new book, The Mysterious, The Mysteries of Watergate. What really happened? And boy, and I can't wait to uh, to uh, continue this conversation. John O'Connor, welcome to the Randy Tobler Show. Thanks for being with me.
1: Hey, great, Randy. Good to be with you.
0: Well, you know, in reading your resume as I was uh, preparing for the interview, I noticed that um, you, uh, besides authoring this book, you also have a previous public uh, publication, uh, *Postgate: How the Washington Post Played Deep Throat*, um, and you also were involved in um, representing Deep Throat, Mark Felt, um, which is, fan- you know, I mean, that's unbelievable. So there's so much of your experience, your lived experience, like the left likes to say. Um, that really applies to the goings-on of this last week. You must be like a kid in a candy shop, huh?
1: Well, there's a lot going on now, and it's really they're trying to fool everybody about what's really going on. But if you look at this, Randy, um, people started screaming, as I did, that the government did not use, as it's supposed to, the least intrusive method of getting these documents. The least intrusive being voluntary cooperation, which Trump's lawyers were doing. The second least intrusive is a subpoena. Now, they did issue a subpoena, and Garland comes out yesterday and says, oh, we did issue a subpoena. He didn't comply with all of it. Well, <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. If you issue a subpoena, you get documents back, which he did uh, from Trump, and you don't think he gave you everything, you enforce the subpoena. Right now, there are 10,000 lawyers in courtrooms throughout – or yesterday, 10,000 lawyers throughout the country enforcing a subpoena where they come in and say, judge, I don't think the other guys gave us everything that was called for. And the other side says, no, we do, we do think that. So that's the process that should have happened. Now, why didn't they follow it? I'll tell you why. This answers everything. The, most of the records Trump has are copies Okay, and if it's a copy of a document, yeah, in other words, you know, when I say copies, Xerox copies, they're not the only copy in existence is what I'm saying. Okay? Okay. if other people have the same document, then it is not a, quote, presidential record. If you look at the definition of what a presidential record is, the Presidential Records Act is meant to make sure that the archivists have all the documents that a president used. They don't care about second, third and fourth copies. So uh, those are not presidential records. And even though they mention it in the search warrant, in the affidavit, the fact is they know there are copies. It's also not a presidential record if the document comes from another agency or department of the government, which a lot of these did, State Department, CIA. So now what are they after? Now There is one thing that they can legitimately go after, and that's what they've been concentrating on confidential or classified information. Even if you have seven copies of a classified document, all the more reason to gather up all the copies, right? Now, the search warrant says this. We think Trump has classified information. So here's what we want. We want first all the classified information. Number 2, we want all the documents in boxes where there where the confidential information is. So now they're asking well, more than the confidential information. They're asking for mm-hmm. if you have an 18-inch ba- banker's box and you have an inch of confidential documents, they want the other 17. Okay, mm-hmm. then they say even for those boxes that don't have any classified information, if they're in the same room as the, docu- as the other documents uh, that did have classified information, we want those too. So let me carry that out. 20 boxes, 18 inches of documents a box – 360 inches of documents, the government recovered about 10 sets, sets of confidential, of classified information, which could be half an inch or an inch thick at most per 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 set. Okay, so out of 360 inches of documents, they got about 10 inches at most of what they claim to be the big thing. So now what's the purpose? We know what the purpose is. If they were using the subpoena enforcement process, they would have gotten those 10 inches if those 10 inches were correct in their assessment. Now, Trump may be right. Some may not be classified. Uh, They may be overly classified or improperly classified. So why, why are they doing this? They're doing this for the 350 inches of documents that they have not been able to see or read. So that is what this was about. It's an overreach. It's a way of getting documents from Trump that they otherwise could not get. And guess, now, originally, I thought this fishing expedition was to look for January 6th evidence. I thought and thought and thought about it. I think, you know, there might be a little something in there about January 6th, but I doubt it. What they're really looking for, I think, is, and they know, they know they're probably copies as well. They know there are reports out there about Biden and Biden's corruption. They know that. And and if Trump cared about anything, leaving office, he cared about Biden's corruption. That was his big deal. The stuff that was developed through foreign sources on Ukraine and so forth and so on. So what they're doing is, I think, now this is just now this is the point of a little bit of speculation and inference. They clearly were a fishing expedition. There's no inference about that. Uh, and they clearly use the search warrant process, because under a search warrant, you can grab a lot more than you need. OK, so um, the government. Uh, so, so it is a fishing expedition. I just think the best explanation is um, that's is,
0: that's to, fascinating. To get John, and back about Biden. That's that's the first time I've heard that brought up. I you know, boy, there's been so many. uh analysis uh, over this week and i thought you know a lot of people i think including andy mccarthy and others have said hey like you said this is there it's not just about archivists at the national archives wanting some records back they're 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 looking for something to try to nail him anyway anyhow but this is the first time and i hadn't thought about it so if there are some buried smoking guns about the whole Hunter Biden influence peddling, Joe Biden connection, Ukraine, China—who you know—how far does it go? Could I mean, could it be that bad? I mean, do we have to put on our tinfoil hats to imagine that maybe they're looking for those to to squash them? Tell me, it ain't so, John O'Connor, former federal prosecutor on the one hand, and defense attorney on the other hand. I mean, you've been on both sides of the fence. Could it be that bad? Could the corruption go that deep? Oh.
1: Oh, well, look, let's put it this way. We know Biden's corrupt. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And his son's corrupt. And the son was the bag man. The question is, is what came out, especially in terms of Ukraine, because the key evidence in Ukraine is what actions Biden or others below him took to support Hunter's clients. So I don't think it's far fetched at all. No. I mean, look, this guy's a dirty bird. And there's probably a ton of evidence in the records about that. Um, and so, yes, I think he's trying to retrieve documents that Trump could leak out later on. That's what scares the hell out of him.
0: Yeah, well, and it scares the hell out of me. And I, I, you just... I, I thought my three or four cups of coffee this morning woke me up, but you're, uh, this is the first time I've heard this, um, you know, and, and you properly state it's, it's speculative, but it certainly fits the narrative when we've had such uneven application of justice, starting with Michael Flynn uh, and forgetting about, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, James Clapper, John Brennan, Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, <laughs> Hunter Biden. But, you know, the, the, the over the top, um, you know, arrest of Peter Navarro, the uh, this you know when they took Roger Stone in the, the, the different optics and now of course capped by this you just can't help but think that this I mean the corruption runs deep and wide let me ask you um, as we pivot to and we're talking with folks if you're just joining us John O'Connor uh, historian author and attorney and uh, author of the new book and I can't wait to read it all I've just started it the mysteries of Watergate what really happened John also hosts a podcast as well but you you uh, represented Mark Felt, uh, otherwise known as Deep Throat, the informant that really you know informed Woodward and Bernstein. Tell us about it's it's being reported that there was there was probably an insider that, despite the presumed collaboration between Trump's people and the FBI, at least in June, there was I guess some additional information according to sources, that um, there was some kind of an insider. W- what do you speculate is going on there, having represented an insider who tattletailed?
1: Well, it's not a big deal. And, and, and to get some sort of source that would say, look, I know for a fact they didn't give up all the confidential documents in Category X or Category Y. And they had that guy. They... They gave an envelope, a big envelope, to justice in early June after they had a few conversations about what they wanted. Trump said, like you do in the subpoena enforcement idea, Trump's people said, here you go. Here's what we think complies with the enforcement. Now, somebody in some insider said, oh, no, there's probably – there's other documents in there. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, they could – they found that person. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to speculate as to who it could be and not in terms of the name, <clears throat> but the place. It could be an insider that was conscience stricken, uh, dropped the dime, as we used to say when you phone calls were a dime, dropped the <laughs> dime to the Justice Department and said, hey, by the way, I know I'm Sally Jones. And I know we have some um, things that I think are still classified that. We haven't given, so wow. I think that's that. You know, I don't think it's a big deal. I think, uh, you know, they. I mean, it could be anybody that has been around uh, the 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 documents at uh, Trump. Uh, you know, they probably have some staff there that are handling the documents and so forth. Um, and I don't know what happened when Justice visited on the three occasions. They were down there three times, uh, so. Maybe they made some contacts when they're down there of people that they dealt with to show them around the documents uh, and so forth. Um, But it's an easy – let's put it this way. It's certainly easy to say that there are presidential records there, at least seeming presidential records. If they turn out to be copies, then, of course, then they're not, or or the documents of another agency, then they're not. But at least seeming presidential documents – that's a very easy lift too. So, uh, that, that part of it was not, is not a big deal to me. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay.
0: So, all right, let's, uh, let me ask you another question uh, again, as a, as a former assistant U S attorney in Northern California, and of course very familiar with how these so-called, I, of course we can't call it a raid. They were just executing a search warrant. But when I look up the definition on the Merriam Webster dic- uh, dictionary, Appears to me as though it was a raid, (laughs) but um, why in the world? It's something it's sort of cute and maybe it's peripheral, but why were they ruffling through? At least it was reported per Trump's attorney, I believe, that reported it. Why would they ruffle through Melania's wardrobe? I mean, is J. Edgar Hoover alive and well? It was reported he used to like to wear women's clothes. I mean, what's going on, John?
1: Well, I think that's just the search warrant allowed them to go to Melania's wardrobe room, whatever it is, just because they thought there might be boxes in there. So, you know, uh, I suppose people took the opportunity to go through Melania's clothes. I'll tell you one of the (laughs) things that disturbs me about this raid, though, although I I suppose, you know, if I'm going to go through anybody's clothes, I suppose Melania is a good place to start. But but what (laughs) I would say is this, that what they did was Trump's lawyers wanted to observe the proceedings. They forcibly kept the lawyers out uh, in the noonday sun, of course, but they forcibly kept them out, even though there's no harm in that. They have a right to be there. There's no right in a search warrant to kick people out of the house. And now if they're obstructing, that's another thing. Maybe they could take self-help. But why do they do that? What they're doing is they're they're intimidating witnesses.
0: Remember what a obstruction justice Okay, Well, that raises the natural question, John. Does that mean, okay, so A, they they were allegedly after certain pieces of evidence, and I guess the affidavit, which hasn't been unsealed, maybe it won't be until and if there's an indictment, so they were supposed to go after certain piece of evidence, I think it's commonly thought and and you are certainly reinforcing the idea that you know there's going to be other things that they're going to pick up potentially or they're hoping to pick up um but i guess that that raises the question can if if they did not follow standard procedure you said that the lawyers have the right to to observe obviously if they're harassing the agents i think that would be a problem. But if they were kicked out and it was reported that they were standing out in the sun for most of that time in what, you know, 90 degree weather, could that then, um, would that defang the government's ability to use what was found as evidence or not?
1: I don't think so. I, I, and, and technically, I say that's really obstruction of justice. What they're doing is they're intimidating witnesses or preventing witnesses from observing a proceeding. But at the end of the day, the court's going to say, what do you want me to do? You know, there's no – it doesn't make the search bad. Uh It means that the government may have overstepped its bounds and may have kept people from where they had the right to be. Okay, go file a suit against the government and get your $22 for that. Um, so that's – what they really wanted them not there for was because you can imagine as they're going through these documents, the the investigators are saying, hey, I got some stuff here about – uh, such and such. Is that classified? Is that top secret? Other guy says, I don't know. Let's let's call it. Let's say it is. Uh, put it in there with the top secret stuff. Well, here I, another guy might say, I've only got one document marked top secret, and it's with 400 others. Should I count this all as top secret? Oh, yeah. Why don't we do that? Well, that kind of dialogue, I'm not saying that occurred, but if there's dialogue like that, then it could be used to impeach the Government, when they come back with their statements that, oh, we got 10 sets of uh, secret documents, uh, it may well be they got just a puny amount of documents is what I'm saying. I wow. said five or 10 inches. It might yeah. be one inch of documents, and they may wow, be wow. right on the borderline. And and by their discussion, the lawyers could then be witnesses to the fact that the Trump people really did substantially comply and these guys are pushing the other side is pushing the envelope. Yeah. So they didn't want him in there. If this is really a serious criminal matter. Who cares if the lawyers are in there? But <laughs> uh, they didn't want witnesses. that's that's a bad sign for the
0: government. Yep. yep. well, it's it's frightening, and I got to tell you, this is uh, I've interviewed several folks on this issue throughout the week. and John O'Connor, you have really uh, unearthed a lot of interesting information, a lot of uh, provocative thought. And uh, from your very, very informed position, not only as a former federal prosecutor, but also a historian and, uh, you know, a look back at what happened in Watergate, which uh, in many ways applies to this. The book, ladies and gentlemen, is The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened by my guest John O'Connor. And we thank you for being with us, John. Hope we can stay in touch as this, uh, as this mystery unfolds. It's going to be fascinating. Thank you, my friend. and well, uh, Have is, a great weekend.
1: This is an interesting one. Good, good being with you.
0: All right, there he is, John O'Connor. Mysteries of Watergate, what really happened.